Welcome to Happily Ever After is Real, interviews and conversations with women, created to share wisdom, strength, joy, and inspiration for finding true love in a busy and constantly changing world. Happily Ever After is Real is a Be More You production. You can follow us on Facebook or visit us online at bemoreyou.co. I'm Tricia Bennett. My guest host today is Heidi Bertram. On behalf of myself and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. I'd like to welcome Amanda Grossman back to the program. When we first met Amanda in episode 67, we heard her amazing love story and her journey to finally being able to marry the man of her dreams. And in this episode, we're going to find out how the wedding went what happened with the honeymoon, and we're going to hear about Amanda's relationship with money and how she has committed herself and her marriage to not letting money ever get in the way of their romance. So welcome back, Amanda. So now, after you've been proposed to, did you have a big wedding? What did he? Well, we decided that we didn't want a long engagement at all. I've I would never be into that. <laughs> and we also decided, now this is kind of interesting, since I'm such a financially minded person, the first thing we did, other than just, you know, bask in it because, wow, um, was we sat down and we had a um, we had our first money meeting. And I just wanted to make sure, because I know and I knew that money is the number one reason that marriages end. That's the number one reason. And I was so proactive about that that I was like, this is it. We have to sit down. We're going to get our money skeletons out of the closet. We're going to make sure we're both on the same page. We're going to figure out, like, how we want to combine our finances, if we want to combine our finances, how all that's going to work. And it also was an important time to do this because we were going to pay for our own wedding. We didn't have very much help from parents, so we had to fund all of that. And so we sat down and we figured out that, combined, we were $25,000 in debt. And on top of that, we both had the desire to put a down payment on a house. And like as in before we got married, we wanted to come back from, you know, from, you know, the marriage and honeymoon and be able to just move in together. That would be lovely. And we also wanted to pay cash for our wedding and pay cash for our honeymoon. And of course, since we're both we're like lifelong traveling buddies, so we knew that we wanted to do something really cool for our honeymoon, which we ended up going to Austria. So we went there for like 11 days, such a fabulous honeymoon. But So what we decided, though, is I, I kind of put this rule into place because I just wanted to be proactive about our marriage, and I wanted to, I know financially there's a lot of divorces in my family and then re-divorces. There's a lot. There were two bankruptcies between both of my parents within 10 years of each other during my childhood. And I just saw all of that devastation and how it just can suck the absolute energy and love out of a relationship pretty quickly. So I did not want to go through that ever, ever again. <laughs> so I told him, I said, look, my goal is let's do this. Let's let's get married. I don't want a year-long engagement. Let's pay off our debts with our debt repayment date as of our wedding. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if we walked down the aisle and we had no more debts except the new mortgage that we took out together? Let's put a down payment on a house. Let's just do it. And fortunately for me, he also just abhors debt. 
so we were on the same page there. He's like, yes, let's just let's do this. Let's get rid of this 25000 And at that moment on, we combined our finances fully. We very much were like, this is our debt. Like, we're going to take care of this together kind of thing. And, it, you know, it helped a lot. On top of that, like, you know, we had a car breakdown or we had, we had to replace tires. Life doesn't stop happening just because you're happy, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, just because you want to get rid of happens. your debt. <laughs> right, right. So we ended up, we um, we looked at, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, we looked at 19 different houses when we finally found the one, and we both knew it was the one. In fact, when we both walked into the front door, I turned around to him, and he was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, awesome, we're on the same page here. So we bought our house about six months before we got married. I think six months before we got married, put a down payment down. We replaced the vehicle with cash. I drive beater cars because I just, I love them. And so we got a new car, paid for the wedding in cash. We paid for the, we took a honeymoon to Austria. And, but what happened was as we're walking down the aisle, we did not pay off the $25,000 until five months after we got married, which I still consider to be a great win because it, it wasn't a big deal then. It's like, oh, okay, so we're working it together. We got it done. So everything was paid in cash. We paid off the debt. And we got married in April, and the Icelandic volcano erupted right two days before our wedding, so we couldn't go on our honeymoon. Oh, <laughs> we were Yeah, we were grounded. So we were like, okay, my, my parents, my uh, family has a hunting cabin up in Pennsylvania, which is where we got married. Not in the hunting cabin, but um, a couple hours away from it near my family. So they let us go up to our hunting cabin, and we had like a we were up there for four or five days for our honeymoon. We we flew down to Texas again so we could get back to work, so we could take our honeymoon later, so we could save our personal days off and everything. And we got out of debt five months later, and two months after that, we went on our honeymoon. So by the time we went on our honeymoon, we were completely debt free except the mortgage, so that was very nice. Awesome. So and your honeymoon um, was almost like your treat for being debt free. Yes, and we had the honeymoon paid for as well, so it wasn't like, you know, we went back into debt. In fact, we haven't been in debt since, so it's been like this great foundational thing for our relationship, for our marriage. But, yeah, I guess that was in 2010 is when we got married, and I guess the rest is history. That is fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) And it really, again, is a testament to who you are because – you said you had bankruptcy and financial issues and divorce in your childhood. Yes. And you were committed to not repeating that. Yes. And and I was wrongly committed by just thinking, you know, as a child, I just saw these horrors play out in my family and I and I was directly impacted because of them and I was like, okay, I'm never getting married. Like there's no right. way I'm going to get married. And that was a lot that I had to work through. I mean, an awful lot, which is why when I say I only got married because it's you, I really mean that statement. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it was a very big. But here again, when, when you're just, I don't know, you, if you're in that moment, you you know if you should be saying yes. Maybe it's something you never thought you would ever do in your whole life. And you say yes, and you just know that that's right too. We work with hundreds of women every year and there are a lot of women who are still looking for the right partner still hoping that they're going to meet the right person and one of the things that you just said that's so important is you said you were never going to get married 
because you saw so much wreckage in your childhood, and most of it was related to finance. And what happens, it's so typical, is that people see a problem like money, and they equate it with being married. So rather than thinking those people had money problems, they think, oh, that's what marriage is, so I'm not going to do that. Interesting. And they don't realize that it's not the marriage. It's mm-hmm. not knowing how to deal with money or not knowing how to deal with your health or not knowing how to deal with whatever it is that caused the disruption. Sure. But it's not always the marriage. It can be other issues that caused the marriage to fall apart. So I think the fact that you met Paul and you said, oh, my gosh, I think I'm supposed to marry this guy, that prompted you to figure out what you needed to take care of so your marriage wouldn't fall apart. Yeah, I I think you make excellent points. And and it's nice to hear an outside objective opinion on it, too. You know, it sort of connects some of the dots. Yeah. I do want to throw out there, I don't want people to get the idea that, because like, I'm, I'm very much into finance, I don't want people to get the idea that we didn't have problems with finances either. Mm-hmm. Um, we had financial friction in our own marriage, and that was something that had surprised me because I just thought that I had proactively done things, and because I was so good with money, it would just naturally turn into we would be so good with money. But, you know, when you're dealing with two people, you're dealing with two sets of expectations and you're dealing with two sets of money memories from childhood and you're dealing with two sets of wants and needs and desires and you really do still need to work through that and it's totally doable. I just want to throw out there that it's not like, you know, everything was a fairy tale financially and everything worked out. And of course, I mean, this is why I've, I've started really getting into the subject of financial intimacy because I think it is so, so important. And even I was taken by surprise with finances in a marriage. Yeah. So before we move on to that, which I'm excited to do, we'd like to just ask the last question in our series of questions, which is do you have any advice for women who are still single or what is your best advice? for women who are still single, who are still on the journey. And our listeners range from women in their 30s to women in their 60s. Okay. But I do, actually. I, I have something that I feel very strongly about because I've seen it work very negatively in other people's lives. I, I'm more of a proactive person, so I, I've stayed ahead of this curve. But when I see it in my friends' lives, it's really struck me. And I think that this is so, so important. Because I'm here to tell you that when you do find that person that is like the person that your your body, your mind is telling you, yeah, I just we just sit in the place, this is the one, I'm excited by him, this is fantastic – you want to have that life that you've always dreamed of. I mean, as women, we always, even if we don't want to say it, even me who thought I would never get married, I've had sort of this, you know, ideal in my head of what it would look like. You know, like, oh, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, we're going to wake up in the mornings and leisurely eat our breakfast together. And it's, you know, all of these wonderful fairy tales, which are great to hold on to. But what happens is that, People who are not where they want to be yet, and 
in this situation, it would be people who have not found who they want to be with. They kind of flounder around instead of planning for what they want. Mm. So for me, it's like if you're if you're single, but you know that at some point you want to have a family, you want to fall in love, you want to you know find that guy, find that woman, you want to buy a house, you want to do these things. Like those are all in your ideal. You need to be planning for those even as a single person today because you don't want to end up two weeks down the road, two years down the road, striking up a conversation with that person that, you know, I mean, I never thought I would have met Paul the way that I did. It gets you out of that, you know, you never know when it's coming on. And, oh, gosh, I have all of this debt. And, oh, geez, I mean, we want to do this house thing, but I've got terrible credit. Oh, gosh, you know, these things start to tarnish that that love and that life that you could be having with somebody you may not know yet. So I always just want to tell people, and I talk about this on my blog as well, but right now, just put your ducks in a row because one day it is going to matter. You might not think that not finishing your college degree matters right now, but 10 years from now, you might be the breadwinner for a family that you've created and you love, and now it's, it, then it would be this like sort of anchor on your neck. Yeah. Or, you know, you might not think that saving money is better than, you know, going out and having a good time and trying to meet these people. But, heck, when you guys meet and you know it's the one, now you're going to struggle with coming up with that down payment or how are you going to pay for the wedding? How are you going to do these things? So I just really think that opportunity comes knocking, but if your ducks aren't in a row, you may not be able to take advantage of it, which is one of the most tragic things, in in my opinion. That's so... Great. And we actually have a homework assignment that's called Cleaning Out All of Your Closets. And oh, good. We, we say emotional, physical, and spiritual closets. Yeah, and financial. So it's not, you know, not only are you planning financially for your vision, for your dream, but you're also cleaning out any emotional, spiritual, or physical stuff from your life. Yes. You know, just cleaning the past out so that you're not bringing all that. And preparing for that future. Yeah. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, awesome, awesome advice. And and the other thing, Amanda, when you were sharing your story, what I loved about what you kept doing was you always talked about a vision. Even even after you and your husband early on lost your jobs, you said, let's, you know, where can we both go where we can live Drive. Like I'm sitting there as 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 you know, young as you were, you had you always had foresight, you always had vision, you all but you also had a positive outlook. So in in the midst of you two both le- losing your job, you just had that vision, you know, and, and just Thank you, you you know. So it's just it's really remarkable how you also had a vision to change the legacy that your parents had. When you were talking about divorces and re-divorces and bankruptcy, A, you know, A plus to you for creating a whole new legacy to show that you can break the pattern and that you can I do that. totally different. I mean, I, I'm, I was sitting here and smiling. I said, what a remarkable woman. You absolutely oh, all can Thank that. you. You're welcome. You created a whole new legacy that you can just feel it when you talk about it, how proud you are of what you what you and your husband have accomplished. Not that, you know, I always, I always say stuff happens in families. I hate to see anybody go through divorces and bankruptcy because it's painful. 
but what I love about you is that you, you know, you sort of took the etch a sketch, you shook it, and said, "Nope, that's not going to be my story." And you, but you did the work. Oh, thank you. And being able to share my story, I have to say, I'm like shining over here. I get to glow for the rest of the day because I just yeah. love our story so much. <laughs> Honestly, I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't love hearing Amanda's story. So thanks again, Amanda, for being here. We have one more episode with Amanda. She's going to share her business with all of you. Her business is called Frugal Confessions, Living a VIP Lifestyle on an Average Paycheck. Join us next time with Amanda and find out what she can do for you. Happily Ever After is Real is a Be More You production. We welcome your questions and suggestions for future podcasts. Well, that's it for this episode. Wherever you are at this moment, we hope that you can feel your own unique Happily Ever After taking shape. If you're a single woman looking for love, we invite you to attend our powerful two-day relationship workshop for women, designed to help you embrace the amazing woman that you are and empower you to find the love of your life. Visit us at bemoreyou.co and register for Monday Morning Love Notes for Women. You'll get a calendar of all of our upcoming events. If you're a business or individual who would like to sponsor or advertise with us so that these and other exciting programs can be available to women worldwide, please contact us at bemoreyou@live.com or in the U.S. at one. 1- If you or someone you know has a special love story to share, we'd love to hear it and share it. Please message us on Facebook or contact us online at bemoreyou.co. Until next time, I'm Trisha Bennett. From all of us at Happily Ever After is Real, thank you for listening and we wish you love.